Hello and welcome back to episode 5 of Climate Talks with Callie. So today we are going to start a two-part series um, just about plastics in general. And I'm going to kind of um, have it similar to if you listen to um, earlier episodes I did on factory farming and regenerative farming. Meaning the first episode is going to be kind of in- introducing the problem, you know, um, the harmful effects of it, the history of it, just everything in general. <clears throat> and then part two, which will be episode six. I'm going to give you guys some solutions that you can either learn about or implement into your daily life. So, um, obviously, this is part one. We're just going to be talking about plastics, um, and it's really interesting topic. I think it's something that's going to become more prevalent in the environmental world. I mean, it already is, but also in the health world as well, um, just because of our constant... Um, use of plastics um, and exposure to plastics, I think that it's definitely going to be something we need to be more mindful of. So let's get right into it. So although plastic is one of the most used materials on the planet, its um, effect on human health is usually very poorly understood. Um, And But plastics haven't always been been around, which kind of shows that we don't know quite as much about them because we don't know the long-term effects of them. so single-use plastic shopping bags became first available in the U.S. in, seven, in 1979. Um, and these retailers preferred single-use plastic bags just because of the lower, lower price point. Um, and that kind of just began the revolution of, like, single-use plastics for food bags or for literally anything. Um, it's crazy. Just if you look around, like, the plastic you use on a daily basis that you might not even think about, you throw it away. Um, I think it's something we need to be more mindful of, and I'll tell you why. So when I was first doing research on plastics, I was very surprised to learn about the range of negative effects it has um, other than just pollution. And so um, just to get back to where um, plastics come from, 99% of plastics come from fossil fuels. So, so oil and gas needs to be extracted from the earth, earth which you guys know, releases a lot um, of toxic substance, substances into the air and water. And I found that over 170 fracking chemicals have known human health impacts, um, including cancer, neurological, reproductive, and developmental effects. Um, and then after extraction, the fossil fuels must be refined to become plastic. Um, <clears throat> and this um, obviously releases other highly toxic chemicals into the air um, and after it is used in products um, and and then it's used in these products and packaging which can lead to the ingestion or inhalation of microplastic particles and just a ton of toxic chemicals Um, so um, it's interesting the I think we often hear you know there's plastic in the oceans don't litter whatever but what we don't often hear is like the effects it has um, on ourselves and like marine animals and just animals in general and on general and also like um, how harmful microplastics can be so I'm going to heavily focus on that today but you guys know that plastic waste can be littered and then it can find its way into our ecosystems whatever that ecosystem may be um, and like I said a lot of times it can form into microplastics um, that can contaminate and accumulate in the food chain So when you think of plastic litter, I usually imagine like a plastic bottle floating in the sea or like a plastic bag caught in tree tree branches. However, however, um, a much larger problem lies within microplastics. 
you might be thinking, well, like, what are microplastics? Is it just like small pieces of plastic? Yeah, basically. I mean, it's pretty much what it sounds like. They're but they're really tiny pieces of plastic, almost not able to see, like kind of like grains of like a grain of sand. Um, they're usually plastic particles that are smaller than five millimeters across. Um, and these have been broken down from larger pieces of plastic or, you know, if it started out as like glitter or some small molecule of plastic that can also be a part of it too. Um, obviously, it is a lot harder to clean up and almost impossible to detect if it's in your water or food. And that's the scary part for me. And so, mind you, I'm going to be talking about kind of the negatives here. But I really um, I c- encourage you to listen to it. Um, but my whole podcast is about like being informational, but also not being like super scary, like giving you um, ideas of what you can do to help this, not just dumping this all, all this terrible information on you and just letting it, and letting you just be scared about it. So bear with me as I kind of go through, um, this information and just know that, Next episode, I'm going to be giving you a bunch of ideas of what you can do to reduce your exposure to plastic and just reduce the amount of plastic you're putting out into the environment in general. So, um, anyways, as we keep going, um, something I found super interesting is that one of the main sources of plastic, of microplastics entering our body is through our clothing. I learned this in my environmental class and um, I kind of want to do some more research into it because I was like, what? Like, I've never heard that ever before. Like, clothing? Isn't that just fabric? But it's interesting um, because small fibers of acrylic, nylon, spandex, polyester um, are shed every time we wash our clothes. So that water is then discharged from our washing machines into the environment. And then a, studies, a study um, by Waterworld found uh, in 2016 noted that more than 700,000 microplastic fibers could be released into the environment during each cycle of a washing machine. I was like, oh my god, that's insane. It's like, then what am I wearing, you know? Like, it kind of makes you wonder. Um, um, one more thing with microplastics and just plastic in general is, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but it's called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So it's basically, um, in the Pacific Ocean, um, it's a collection of marine debris, Uh, usually plastics um, and accumulates because it is not biodegradable Um, and it it is almost entirely made up of microplastics and so kind of with the ocean currents and with just the litter and um, pollution in our oceans it kind of gets swept up into this great pacific garbage patch which I heard is as big as Texas but I think it's a lot bigger than that now which is very large and it's not like what I used to think of it was like just a large mass of like melted together plastic and that's not necessarily what it is um it's more just like like you can't see it from like space or anything like that so it's not like a land mass but it's more like microplastics and plastic debris just floating together like kind of under the surface and on the surface of the water so um but this is kind of scary because um the fish and marine animals mistake the plastic for food and then eat the plastic and then we come along, catch the fish, and then eat the plastic as well. So it kind of, it's a big point of it entering our food system um, and then entering us. And then also these sea mammals can just get trapped in this plastic and mistake it for food, which um, which is never good. So um, I know this is an environmental podcast, but I think 
I can't just talk about plastics. I can't just talk about the pollution of or the environmental impact of plastics. I really want to focus on um, how plastic also affects us as well. Um, so one of the most interesting things I found when looking into um, the harm of plastics is just the negative effects um, it has on our body. So I definitely think that it is going to be become more widely known and feared um, as it's not really talked about all that much yet. Um, and like I said earlier, what makes it more concerning is just the amount of plastic ex- exposure we have daily from like water bottles to utensils, to packaging, to literally everything. So I encourage you look around now. Like I bet you can count up to five um, plastics like within reach. And there can even be microplastics around you that you don't see too. Now, I don't mean to scare you, but I just think it's really important that we become aware so we can like um, help this problem out. And so <clears throat> you might think, well, I use plastic every day and nothing's ever happened. So what's the issue? Um, but with constant constant exposure to plastics comes constant, constant exposure to the chemicals in them. Um, so these chemicals are toxic and hurtful to our bodies. Um, some of these chemicals might be lead, uh, mercury, and then there's other, t- other toxins such as BPAs that are found in water bottles and food packaging. BPAs can uh, decrease thyroid hormone receptor and lead to hypothyroidism. Um, also, the exposure to plastics has also been linked to asthma, pulmonary cancer, liver damage, nerve damage, kidney disease, a lot of other things. Um, and to me, when I hear and see these things, it's just like so discouraging. It's like, you know, I didn't like invent plastics and I don't, like a lot of the plastic exposure I have, I can't really help. Like it's either like, it's what I'm having for lunch. I just need to eat. So I'm going to use plastic. Like, it's kind of like, well, what did I like I, I didn't know like how am I supposed to change this I didn't really even know so it's it's really discouraging it's kind of like is there anything around me that's good like anything around me that's actually good for the environment um but that's why I kind of created this podcast it's like I want um although there's scary things out there I think um this is definitely a scary time for our environment and our future I think what we need right now is just a little bit of hope and just a little bit um and just to know, like, the solutions that are out there. And instead of just the, like, alarming facts that we keep hearing about, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch or whatever, um, I think it's important to be informed about those things. But I really want to help um, you guys and me kind of on this journey to, um, you know, implement good habits into our life that will be healthy for us and then healthy for the environment. Um, so don't be too scared by what you hear. I just want you guys to to know. Um, I don't. Um, want to be com- I don't want a lot of anybody, you know. Um, but the next um episode, part two, I uh, encourage you to go listen once it comes out. Is just how to reduce the harmful of effects of plastic. So there's a lot of alternative things you can use. There's things you can cut out. Um, that I'll talk about. Um, and just in general, I think um since at least I haven't heard too much about plastics and like the dangers of it. We need more transparency in the chemicals that are in, in plastics and its productions. And this will help um, consumers make more informed choices um, that can allow us uh, to do better research for the effects of plastic and the environment. Um, and we also need to look at each stage of plastics from 
um, the development of them to usage to um, after usage to ensure that it is being done in a way that is most beneficial and safe for the environment and us. So thank you for listening today. Um, I encourage you uh, to go listen to part two and we can kind of, um, I'll give you some ideas um, of what you can do, things, people you can talk to, um, to kind of combat this issue. So thank you for listening.